Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another rousing episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Mike, how are you doing this week? Doing great. Doing great. So, we were talking about intros, and so let's say what film we're going to review this week. We're reviewing uh, the latest Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Uh, so what should we say? We put the E in extinction? I don't know. Uh, we could do that, or, or could we say, uh, welcome to a Star-Lord movie that's not Star-Lord, kind of? You know, one thing I did hear is that people were angry at Chris Pratt in the reviews, still over Star-Lord from what he did in Infinity Wars. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, you know the internet. They are very nice and accepting, loving people. The internets love everyone. Yes. Just they are never ne- angry about anything, and they are just the wonderfulest, bestest peoples. The bestest peoples? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're amazing, incredible. No hate whatsoever, nothing but love. Yes. Uh, you know... All we need is love. They really took that to heart. And all they do is talk about how they love this and love that. Wow, pulling up a Beatles reference. Yes, I enjoy the Beatles quite a bit. Dude, you know what? I um, This will be fun for you. I, I've already talked with my buddy Steve about this. But my parents, specifically my father. Again, mom, don't listen to this one. Uh, feels that he's going to die any day now, so he is getting rid of everything in the house and selling shit and just getting clearing out the house, which means he's not really clearing out the house, but he says he is. Anyways, so my mom started pulling out her old vinyl and was like, here, I'm just going to give all this away or sell it or whatever. And I'm like, no, I, I lay claim to all the old vinyl. Oh, my- yeah, man. It's hip now, too, man. You could have, like, an instant collection. Oh, dude, I do. So I do. awesome. Because you have all this old original vinyl of, like, the first editions of whatever. I don't know. Oh, you know, dude. Led Zeppelin or, or I don't know, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, I wish my parents listened to Led Zeppelin, but no. Um, my mom and my dad combined, I think it's mostly my mom. But my mom literally has every single Beatles album in vinyl. Like, literally every single one of them. Well, that's pretty cool. I, I would say that's still pretty neat. So, I immediately, last time I was down there, when I was down there for uh, Michael's graduation, I gathered up a whole bunch of I didn't take all of it, but I gathered up a whole bunch of the albums that I thought I would be interested in and pilfered it and brought it up here. And so, I've over the past you know few weeks, what month now, actually... I've been, you know, slowly listening to everything. And the one that really bothers me, though, is that she cannot find the actual record to my favorite Beatles album of all time. What? Yep. She has the case. She found the cardboard case, but she can't find the actual record. And it's um, Sgt. Pepper's. I love Sgt. Pepper's. Oh, man. Kind of sucks. But anyway, so yes, it, it's kind of cool to sit here and find this, 
you know, vinyl. I know she's had it forever because I've listened to a lot of this stuff when I was growing up as a kid. But to appreciate it now, especially being as big of a music lover that we are, you know, the two of us, uh, I really understand now where I got a lot of my love of music from. And it's clearly from my mom. My dad a little bit, but it's clearly from my mom. She's She was kind of hip and into it in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. Anyways, we'll sit here and talk about music all day, and we shouldn't because this is a podcast about movies, not music. It so, is. It is. So, Mike, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is the sequel to, what was it, 2016 or was it 2015's Jurassic World? I think it's 2016. Was it 2016? I know it's been a couple of years, but I, I didn't look up exactly. So, uh, Michael, shoeless mysterious mike why don't you give us 2015 my bad okay so i did get it It was either 15 or 16 i don't remember but so mysterious mike why don't you give us the rundown of jurassic world fallen kingdom all right uh the summary of the movie is uh when the island's dormant volcano begins roaring to life owen and claire mount a campaign to rescue the remaining dinosaurs from this extinction level event uh, this is directed by J.A. Boyana, and the writers are Derek Connolly and Colin Trevor. Trevoro? Man, I messed that one up, but Trevoro? Trevaro or something, I Trevaro. think? There's like two R's. There's a lot yeah. of R's. There's a lot of O's. Uh, this is starring Chris Pratt, um, Owen Grady. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Claire uh, Deering, and uh, Justin Smith, who's kind of a, an annoying IT character, uh, and that's that's about it. There's there's a few other people in this movie uh, throughout. Uh, I guess Jeff Goldblum uh, reprises his role as Ian Malcolm, and uh, that was kind of neat, uh, but it was very short lived for a so, whole thirty fucking seconds. Nah, dude, he totally had like 45, maybe 60 seconds. Maybe if you count the part where he's sitting down in the chair. Yeah, and he, 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 you know, I don't know. I feel like this was a paycheck movie for him, which is sad. Well, that's what like a lot of them that Ian Mal- I see I even said Ian Malcolm. I didn't even say Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I think that's what a lot of them recently Jeff Goldblum's doing, but that's my thoughts. Yeah, so... um so, Matt, what did you think about this movie? I wasn't a huge fan. I'm not going to say it was an awful movie. It wasn't anything special. It was just average for me. Uh, the best part is watching the beautiful uh, Bryce Dallas Howard run around. I mean, everybody loves her. You, you just have to. Yeah, we didn't get the uh, running in high heels scene that we got in the original Jurassic World. But, uh, you know, it was still uh, just... Uh, a lot of her and um, Star-Lord running around together. Yeah, and I'm fine with that because she's gorgeous. Um, so, Matt, what what did you like anything from this movie? I know you're just uh, like, I, you know, I'm kind of mediocre on this movie as well, but I just want to see what what do you, did you... Is there something you liked? Is it visual effects or... Well, I saw this on Thursday... And I wasn't having a super good good day on Thursday. It's been a rough week for me. 
So going in and watching a movie where dinosaurs eat lots and lots of people was quite satisfying. I, I enjoyed that part. The CGI was very well done. I enjoyed it. The storyline was mediocre at best. Um, I'm not a huge fan of how they almost rehashed the last movie with them creating another dinosaur. I thought that was dumb and not smart. Oh, and the one that really, really, really bothered me was the whole main story basically the main storyline of there's this guy that founded all this stuff with john hammond and you have not heard of him before you have not heard that he has this giant mansion and that he did everything with john hammond and everything until this movie that really it's like they just made this whole thing up it doesn't really relate to jurassic park at all other than the fact that it has dinosaurs I I, I didn't yeah. like that at all. the The movie at its the storyline at its core just was. It, no, I didn't like it. it. it now, unfortunately, I, I'm with you, Matt. I I felt like this is kind of uh, they had to make this because uh, Jurassic World, when it launched in 2015, made a boatload of money. Boatload uh, opened with 208 million. I think worldwide it, it made like a little north of $2 billion. It's one of the highest grossing movies ever made. Um, and it and was fun. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of neat things to it. Uh, I still feel that Jurassic Park, the original, is the best in the whole series. But the first Jurassic World wasn't bad. It was interesting seeing people actually at the park and... You know, it was uh, truly a Disneyland gone wrong. And I, I liked that part of the original Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah, no. And uh, I'm going to correct myself. I just looked up uh, the gross. It was $1.6 billion worldwide. But anyway, it made a boatload of money for uh, Universal. And, like, I feel like because it made so much money, they were like, we need to make another one. What are we going to do? And this is what they did. They just kind of threw some stuff together, threw in some of the characters, rehashed some of the original, uh, or the Jurassic World plot, like you said, with the engineered dinosaur, and uh, the one character who engineered him, he, he makes a very light, uh, uh, well, I mean, not a cameo, but I mean, he's in it a little bit, uh, uh, his name is uh, B.D. Wong, or, and he plays uh, Dr. Wu. Doctor oh. Who was in it only just a little bit. Like in the Jurassic World, he was more involved, but he was in the original Jurassic Park, so it was like trying to keep come some consistency. But uh, it's such a such a waste of talent because I don't know if you've watched Mister Robot at all, the television show on uh, USA. Yes, I have. He is in Mister Robot, and he is just in incredible in Mr. Robot. He is one of the best, if not the best character, well, characters, it's actually a couple of characters, in that show. I absolutely love him as an actor in that show. And in here, he's in it for a split second. Yeah, he's only in it for, I mean, he's probably got three minutes or four minutes of on-screen time, but he's, he's not in it very much. And 
And then, uh, you know, um, I'm going to go to my notes real quick. Uh, the things that bother me. <laughs> there's quite okay. A things. Well, don't don't go too hardcore on them because, you know, I will try to address some of your concerns as well because I'm sure we have similar. All right. So, so all right. I'm not trying to go too hardcore, but uh, so, like, there was some obvious marketing in this movie. And, you know, I guess they're just trying to offset some of the costs. But, like, there's a part where it's like, um, Bryce Dallas Howard's character is wearing a John Deere hat. Okay, that's cool. Um, there's a, a scene where it's going through the destroyed uh, theme park, and it, it kind of lingers on Margaritaville, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. <laughs> and in and, and the first uh, Jurassic World, uh, when all the stuff's going wrong, you can see Jimmy Buffett actually running away with a uh, margarita in his hand. It's very, very quick, but it's in the first Jurassic World. So maybe that wasn't marketing, but it was kind of marketing. Hey, everybody loves Jimmy. Everybody does love Jimmy Buffett. Uh, and then the part where they go and get a beer, it's like, uh, I'm, I think it was Beck's beer. And it's, like, obvious. They're, like, both drinking a Beck's beer, and they're, like, kind of putting it in the camera. It's yeah, like, they make sure you can see the labels without mistaking them for Unbeck's. Yeah, so um, that stuff kind of bothered me. Uh, the other part that bothered me, man, and I don't know if you noticed this as much as I did. So I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan. I love that movie. I remember waiting in line. With my mother. Oh, I know exactly what you're going to say. I know exactly what you're going to say. When I was a child, and and it was was like 1993, I believe, and it was awesome. Went and saw this movie. Blown away. So good. And, you know, I even just recently watched the, um, what is that, the 20-year, 25-year anniversary when they re-released it to the theaters, I went and watched it. Still good. Still love it. And the thing that bothered me about this movie was they had so many of the same types of scenes. Well, and I think they did that on purpose. I, I was okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. I was okay with them trying to give nods here and there. But literally, there was a point towards the end of the movie where every other scene is a nod to the original Jurassic Park. And I was like, okay, this is just getting stupid. Yeah, like, so, yeah, so so I'm just going to go through the ones that are, like, really obvious to me, or, or they seemed really obvious to me. It oh, was like, there was a lot, especially towards the end. A lot. Yeah, so, so in the first scene or so or first act i guess you would say um the running scene from the volcano when chris pat comes running out and he's like everybody run um they they're all running and all the dinosaurs are running next to them and stuff i was like this is just like the the herd in in the original jurassic park and they even hide under like a fallen tree i was like that's exactly the same like what I mean there's a little bit of stuff different but it's mostly the same but um, there's actually one that comes out even before that oh uh, w- which one I, I don't think I, I either I didn't write it down or or I didn't notice what do you got? when when 
they first get to the island and the two newbies, I'm not sure if they're interns or whatever, the IT guy and the, uh, um, I think she's like a, a paleontologist or something. Oh, yeah. She was a paleo something. She was some she, kind yeah. of doctor for dinosaurs. Some kind of made up shit. Anyways, when she gets out of the back of the truck and she sees the first dinosaur oh, that yeah. she's ever I, seen, I what did she what did what did she see? And it was the exact same thing from the original Jurassic Park in the exact same way and everything. Do you yeah. remember? Yeah, I forgot to say. Uh, well, I what are those called? Brachiosaurus. Yeah, it's either a Brachiosaurus or. A, Bronchosaurus or something like that. The ones uh, that are real with the huge long necks, kind of like giraffe, and they eat the trees and stuff. But uh, yeah, you're right. I, fr- I forgot to write that down. I thought that too. I was like, really? This is what you could think of? Well, and that's how it starts out. But yeah, they're they're like one of the biggest dinosaurs known to man. and But they're vegetarians, and they look like giraffes, and have really, really, really long necks so that they can get the leaves up really high on the trees and stuff. But yeah, I was like, oh, dude, this is Jurassic Park. They're just, I was like, that's cool. They gave a nod to Jurassic Park. Great. But then it just continues and continues and continues. And then at the end of the movie, it accelerates. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Point out your other ones, and I'll... I'll right. relate the ones I talked about. So, so I think, Matt, these are probably going to be ones that you definitely would have touched on if I didn't list them. But there's um, the there's a part where there's a raptor-like creature coming for a character in the movie, and it's a claw like taps, just like in yep in, in Jurassic Park. Um, there's another scene or shortly after where a character is running from the dinosaur and then goes into this enclosure and shuts the door just in time. I was like, this is exactly like Jurassic Park. And before, and before both of those, this is exactly what I was talking about where they all roll together before both of those. If you remember the original Jurassic Park, you see the shadows of the raptors that start off that whole bit where with the tapping on the yeah. mm-hmm. floor and then climbing into the uh, the kitchen thing. Yeah. And here it was a dumbwaiter. But before that, you see the shadows of the raptors against the wall. Well, they had that too. And they all just go like boom, 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 all right after each other. And it's like, yeah. are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You... You, are you just – did you just give up? Like, did yeah. you just give up? You're like, hey, you know what? Screw it. Let's do the original Jurassic Park again. Yeah. So, Although- so yeah. Well, well, we'll get to that, Matt. I, I'm pretty sure I know – well, I think I know what you're going to say. But so I'll just keep get going. through the, yeah. the other things. <laughs> uh, the other thing is there's a guy and he gets his um, he gets his arm bitten off. And that's just like Sam L. Jackson's character in Jurassic Park. And then there's um, there's a person bitten in half, uh, just like in Jurassic Park with the lawyer. And those are the ones that I wrote down. I think there might actually be some more. Uh, but Matt, what, what were you gonna say? What were you gonna say? What, what do you want to say? I'll just uh, stop talking. 
no, I was going to say there's a bunch more, but, you know, we pointed out enough and people, if you're a fan of the original Jurassic Park, now not the original Jurassic Park series, the single original Jurassic Park film, and you've seen it more than probably twice, you will definitely pick up on a lot of these. But one of the things of the, the plot points that just bothered the living shit out of me and I think was wasted and had no point in there was how the dude that helped find everything with John Hammond that you've never heard of before this movie, his granddaughter is the clone of his daughter. And that oh, was yeah. Yeah, so yeah. dumb. So yeah. dumb. Yeah, 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 man. In my notes, I literally have cloning people. What? <laughs> and then... And the whole reason why they had her was because at the very end, she's the one that pushes the button to let all the dinosaurs loose on the planet, or not the planet, but the U.S. And she's like, well, they're alive just like me. I was like, well, what kind of cheese was that? Cheddar? Mozzarella? Gorgonzola? It was freaking all the cheeses together. It was so dumb. I hated that part. I hated that plot point. Just leave it out. No, I hated that point too, man. But uh, you know, there's uh, there's so many things that are wrong with this movie. I I wanted to like this movie. I did because the the Jurassic World actually wasn't bad. Like it was pretty entertaining. You know, I could see it as a, a theme park. That was a good. Yeah, and it was fun and interesting, and they did cool things with it. And this is just stupid. It starts out okay. Extremely predictable. I predicted the plot before I even watched the movie. After only seeing one trailer, I was like, oh, I know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to say they're going to go rescue the dinosaurs, and they're not. They're going to go capture them, and they're going to auction them off as weapons or whatever to different people, corporations, businesses, crime bosses, whatever. And it's going to go seriously, seriously wrong. That's the movie. And I predicted that before I even went and saw the stupid thing. Yeah, the, 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 just you mentioning the trailer, like, it's another thing I had a problem with this movie is the trailers. So, because we watch all these movies, I'm exposed to, like, the same trailers, like, 14 times. Not <laughs> an average person, but, hey, I knew every single major scene in this movie because of the trailer. Every single major scene, except for the very end, is in the trailer. Yep, because that's how they made the trailer. Yeah, so in that whatever it is, minute and 30 seconds, I got the whole movie. (sighs) Well, I'm not going to say this movie was absolute garbage, but it wasn't anything special. It wasn't great. I don't know. It sounds like you really have a vendetta against it. Well, yeah, I I don't know if I'm a vendetta, but I was just... It just felt like it was such a rehash of the original Jurassic Park, which I loved so much, but they did it worse. So they had some scenes from the movie, but then they had, like, no character development. This movie had, like, action and no development. Like, you don't know really anything about anybody. Even the Richard Hammond character thing is, like, very quickly glossed over, and you're just like, what? Like, I don't know. Like, I, f- I feel like they didn't, you didn't learn anything new about the, the um, Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard's character or, or even, oh, um, 
oh shoot, um, forgetting everybody's name. Uh, Chris Pratt's Owen Grady. You didn't learn anything new about him, really. He's like building a, ca- a cabin out somewhere. You don't even know where that's at. It's it was just, gorgeous, though. Wherever that is, is freaking gorgeous. No, no, it was. But, like, they just in clear daring, you, you know she's got some kind of activist group, but, like, there's no... I don't know. I feel like they just focused on the action. There's a lot of CGI. They wanted you to see the dinosaurs, and yes, you see the dinosaurs. Lots of dinosaur stuff. And then, oh, the other thing that really bothered me, and this is probably just because I'm in IT... But they they really, really stereotyped the IT guy to be this just terrible, like, scared of everything, I don't know, like, weenie of a character. Wait, hold on. Are you saying that people that like computers and video games that you would classify as, like, a nerd, they're not all scared by nature and animals and things outside? Yes. Uh, wow. Really? That's totally against what I thought. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I'm being facetious, Mike. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just, uh, that's that bugged me, too. So, and uh, I don't know why you need to scream so much. He screams a lot in this movie, and it's it's kind of annoying. Yeah, he was kind of a lame old character. Yeah, I didn't think he really added much to the to the movie or the plot or really anything. Yeah, um, I mean, he did fine as acting, but it's it's definitely a stereotypical, uh, you know, I'm a nerd that knows how to work on systems and computers and blah, blah, blah. The one thing I did like, though, there's a, there's a moment with Chris Pratt and, and uh, he's... He's uh, going to leave, and he's talking to Claire during uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character, and he's like, so I just want to say that if I don't come back, this is all your fault. And he walks out. I thought that was hilarious, because that's not a normal line. (laughs) No, it was pretty good, yeah. Um, So, speaking about your best friend, Mr. Star-Lord, Chris Pratt, Shoeless Mike... How does Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? easy since we've alluded to Star-Lord several times. Chris Pratt is in Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 and uh, the latest Avengers movie Infinity War. Um, And then there's also Jeff Goldblum who was in um, Thor Thor. Ragnarok. 
I was going to say, I'm going to step in and help you out here. <laughs> yeah, Thor Ragnarok, as uh, I always forget his character's name. Uh, Matt, you, you know it. You love the it. Grand, the Grand Master. No, I don't love it. The Grand Master is one of the Celestials in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the regular Marvel Universe. And he's quite a pivotal character. All right. So, so yeah. Uh, this one was pretty easy uh, for... for, for Relating to the MCU, but, uh, um, so Matt, with all of this, what do you, what do you rate this? What, how many reels do you give it? This was a hardcore popcorn flick. Um, you got to know what you're getting into when you go and see this. You're not going to expect to see something incredible. I did expect more from this film. I did expect it to be a little bit more entertaining, not quite as much of a throw to the original Jurassic Park. Uh, I really wanted better writing. I wanted a better story. But again, it's in when you get down to it, it is a quintessential popcorn flick. So it succeeded at being one of those, but I give it two and a half reels out of five. You know what? I think this might be the first time that we have the same rating, Matt. I am also going to give it two and a half reels out of five. No, I think we've had a couple others where we were the same, because I I remember writing show notes we were at the same. I don't remember what it was. I think it was maybe Predator and Shaun of the Dead. Predator and Shaun of the Dead, I think we had the same ratings, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, this is a popcorn flick. It's you know, there's you know, if you want to go see dinosaurs and stuff, this is dinosaurs, and there's some kind of there are some cool scenes in it. Uh, we did kind of rip it apart, but uh, it it was okay. It just we wanted more. We wanted when they spend this kind of money, like I don't know, they probably spent two hundred million dollars making this. I would like a better movie for two hundred million dollars. So I feel like we're getting robbed. Well, and it's not like the storyline is what's costing them money, and that's where it really falls short. The CGI, everything else, the acting, the actors they picked were all successful. I wouldn't say incredible, but they were successful in what they did. The story is what was shit, and the story is probably the least expensive thing out of the whole movie. It's not going to be cheap, but it's going to be less expensive than the CGI dinosaurs, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, the, and the CGI was really well done, so I know they spent quite a bit of money on that, but it's just, I wish it would be better. Yeah, and to echo on it being a popcorn film from what you were saying earlier, it if you're going to see this movie, I definitely recommend you see it in the theaters because you want that experience, you want the, the throaty bass when a dinosaur growls and when people are getting eaten and when they're screaming and stuff like that. Unless you have a really, really good home theater with a nice big 70-inch screen, go see it in the movie theaters, especially if you have Movie Pass or one of the other film, you know, uh, uh, subscription services. It, it's worth it. You, you'll enjoy it, but just know what you're going into. It's it's not going to be uh, an incredible film, but it's enjoyable. It's entertaining. There you go. It's entertaining. So, oh, so Matt, talking about movie pass, uh, just a little sidebar. Oh what shit! Th- what do you think about the uh, the surge pricing they're going to implement in July? Well, that's one thing we probably do need to discuss 
Uh, I don't know if we need to discuss it when we're recording, but we can. Um, we're going to have to figure out a way to implement still being able to see all the f- these films, but it's just probably not going to be like the weekend they come out. So, for instance, Jurassic World came out this past Thursday or Friday. Uh, it depends what you want to say. Uh, I saw it on Thursday. Thursday these days. Yeah, um, they they say Friday, but it, they're putting them out on Thursdays. So that means what we're going to have to do is I'm going to have to wait probably a week to go and see these films if I want to use my movie pass. Now, if it's something that I really want to see and have to see, I'm going to go and see it opening night anyways, and I'll probably pay for it. But I think we'll have to figure out a way to just they're going to be a week late, I guess. I don't know. What I what I would like to see, I know this is going to be a little controversial. I'm not a super huge fan of what AMC is doing because AMC came out with their own thing that they're doing to combat MoviePass, they, which is they, fine. They, they did. It's another subscription service. It's about $20 a month. It includes three movies a month. Uh, oh, I, I thought it was f- more than more than that. It was. I thought it was three movies a week. No, no. I believe it's three movies a month. Er... Is it three movies a week? Oh, now I'm confused. Okay. I well, thought anyway, I they... thought it was three movies a week, and then you got perks. Like, when you went and saw the movie, you would get points and stuff, which I don't sign up for any of that loyalty BS. But if Harkins, the biggest chain of theaters in Arizona, you know, founded and bred in Arizona, that's pretty much what's everywhere. Like, we don't have an AMC up here. We have a picture show, and we have a Harkins. If Harkins implemented something like AMC, then I would probably drop my movie pass and sign up for the Harkins thing, even though it would be more expensive. Because I I like going and seeing movies at Harkins over the picture show, just purely based on the reserve seating. Because of the movie pass and having reserve seating, I have to show up to a movie a half hour early just to make sure I don't get a seat in the front freaking row. And that kind of bothers me. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, uh, here uh, in my neck of the woods, uh, there's also uh, this company, Cinemark, and they have something that there's some kind of subscription service that they've kicked off. But it's kind of limited, man. I think it's like eight ninety nine a month. It gives you discounts on um, the concessions, I think 25%. But you only get one movie a month. That's like, kind of expensive. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, um, I will say that at least Movie Pass, uh, whether it makes it any longer or not, has got some people thinking about how they can maybe, uh, what do they call it, disrupt the uh, cinema industry. Because. Um, me personally, I would I would hate to see cinemas close because people don't go to them enough. Uh, I do enjoy going to the movie theater still, so that's me. Hold on, I'm reading about that AMC one. I'm trying to see. Yeah, they, they okay. So I'll just keep talking while you read. Yeah, um, yeah. The uh, I I you know it's it's kind of. For MoviePass, they're bleeding money. They've got over 3 million subscribers. I think they're trying to get up to 5 million, and that's great. The problem is I think those 5 million people are going to a movie every week at least, so they're burning up cash <laughs> because whatever the cost is, you only pay MoviePass $9 or $10 a month, and if you're going to watch $18 movies four times a month, 
that adds up quick. So. Okay. Yep. Okay. I was right. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> Go ahead. Finish your thought. No, no, that's it. I was just trying to stop. Okay. So this is where, and one of the articles I just, I glanced over real quick while I was trying to figure out the answer to our question was pointing out that what, and I agree with this wholeheartedly, especially with MoviePass. One of the biggest issues I have with MoviePass is not being able to see the same movie twice. That really bothers me, especially when it's a movie I really want to see, or I have friends in town or family in town that want to go see the movie, and I have to pay for it. It's like, seriously, that's just ridiculous. If you want to restrict it more, like what you're doing now where you can't see it opening weekend or you got to pay a fee or whatever, fine, I understand that. But not being able to see a movie more than once bothers me. Now, the AMC plan is going to be $19.95 a month. Members will get three movies a week, defined as Friday through Thursday. And that is approximately 12 movies a month. And that does not restrict IMAX, which MoviePass does, or 3D. Or seeing the same movie twice. If you want to see a movie 12 times in a month, you can with the new AMC thing. And oh. so that's where I think AMC is really coming in. And they're going to be like, guess what, Movie Pass, We're coming for you. Yeah, the, the, the thing that you just mentioned, though. So that's, that's great and all, but you don't have AMCs in your area. And I know there's lots of people that don't. MoviePass essentially covers most of the United States. I can't say 100% if it covers everywhere, but it doesn't. It's MoviePass is agnostic to the brand, where AMC's thing is for AMC. Right, and if we did not have a picture show here, which we fairly recently got in comparison to the Harkins Theater, I wouldn't be able to use MoviePass either. Right. Because Harkins does not honor MoviePass. But if we had an, I won't lie, if we had an AMC theater here, I probably would drop MoviePass and go with AMC just based on the fact that I can see the same movie twice. Yes, it's more expensive, but I would like, I would like to do that. And right now, on average, I would say with MoviePass, I'm seeing on average uh, three movies, three movies a week. I would say okay. sometimes I sometimes I see more. But for the most part, I will see three a week. Oh, oh, and that's that's the other thing with AMC. If you want to go and see all 12 of your movies in one or two days, you can. You can see more than one movie in one day with AMC. Where MoviePass, you can only see one. Yeah, that's true. They, they said you could see all three movies back to back if you wanted to. Yeah, in uh, one in week. week. Yeah. Right. Now, realistically, who's got that much time to be able to watch these movies? You know, give or take, it's two hours a movie, give or take. So that'd be six hours at the theater. That's crazy to me. And that's I a long theater, but that's crazy. Yeah, that's a long day, man. I I, I couldn't do it. But uh, the most I've ever seen was I've seen a couple movies uh, twice in one day. Um, I think I told you this. I might I might have said it in the podcast, but I saw Solo on opening day uh, twice. Oh yeah, yes, you did mention that. I think. Yeah. Uh, no, I've, you know, I've I've never done that. I've seen two different movies on the same day. In fact, I maybe have paid for one and accidentally slipped into the other one at the right time. But you, you just forgot that it was starting and you fell asleep, right? And you woke up and the other one was going, and you said, ah, "I might as well stay," right? 
Right. It was totally, yeah, it was totally not on purpose. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, on solo, because, you know, uh, those of you that went, uh, to our private screening, thank you. I hope you guys had a good time. Sorry I was not there. My nephew graduated. Congratulations, yes, thank you. Michael. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, thanks for going. I heard it was a blast. Everybody had fun. It was really loud and a lot of laughing and everything. And anyways, I heard it was great. Um, since I didn't get to go that night, on Friday I went to the very first showing they had back home at uh, a theater that you would – find near and dear which was considered the new theater when we were growing up was uptown three uptown three got the exclusive rights to have solo in sierra vista back then and so my mom my sister my nephew who had not slept and i went and saw the first showing of solo at 10 it was either nine or ten o'clock in the morning and my mom fell asleep before the credits started my sister fell asleep halfway through the movie, and my nephew, who literally had not slept because of Project Graduation, stayed awake through the whole thing and loved it. Well, that evening, he wanted to take his girlfriend to go see it, and then my sister's husband, Frank, drove up and was spent the weekend with everyone, and Frank wanted to see it, because Frank is a huge movie buff, as bad, if not more, than we are. And he wanted to see it, and he, we got there in time for the last show of the night, which was 9.40 as well, I think. And so I was like, okay, screw it, I'll go see it again. And Michael was still, had not slept all day, said, okay, let's go see it. He finally started fading in the second round of Solo, oh, but that's wow. why we went twice in one day. And I, you know, I, I wasn't like, oh, yes, we need to go see it, but Frank and his girlfriend really wanted to see it. And I was like, sure, why not? Let's do it. Yeah, it was fun. Awesome. It was a lot better the second time. The first time, the sound system was really bad. The second time, it was in a different theater at uh, Uptown 3, one of the other three theaters. Anyways, it was much, much better the second time. Nice. So, anyways, okay, I can keep going and going, but I guess we probably shouldn't. Okay. Well, I think we, we diverted enough. I'm sorry about the sidetrack about movie no, pass, but it's something that I feel that we should talk about with movies. But it's very important, you know, and I, I've thought about implementing a newsy kind of section, and we could just consider this part of our news on what's going on in the industry, because that is a very big deal, especially to myself and probably uh, quite a few of our listeners. I've spread the word when MoviePass first started dropping their prices in, what, August or September of last year? I told all my friends, you need to do this, and they are like, oh, it's BS, it's not going to last, it's not going to happen. Most of those friends now that live here have MoviePass, and they will go with me, or they'll go on their own or whatever, and they'll see just about as many movies as me. And they thank me every day, I'm like... No, well, not every day, but every time I see them, they're like, thanks for telling me about this, because this is great. I love it. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, and so... It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, uh, it's grown like crazy, like you said. But, and the, one of the problems is how MoviePass did that, and got all these people to subscribe, and now they're starting to screw with people, which is not okay. Just right. not okay. Every, every month, it seems like you hear something that they're going to change. You know, like, um... 
uh, the ticket verification thing. The ticket verification, oh, well, we're just rolling it out as a test thing. And if you get it, you're one of the lucky testers that gets to take a picture of your movie ticket every single time you go. Well, everyone I know that has movie pass has to take a picture of their ticket now. It's not, uh, you're a lucky tester. It's full on implemented. <laughs> yeah, I like how they like to play it like you're lucky. Yeah, right. Lucky that you made me do all this extra work to get the thing to work. Yeah, lucky. well, and, and one thing that I learned from Jurassic World with this is you need to keep your ticket and put it in your wallet for at least three or four days after the movie because um, my thing crashed when I was trying to do go see Lost World. I still got in and was able to get my ticket and everything, but it popped up today asking me, hey, you still haven't taken a picture of your ticket. You need to take a picture if you want to go see another movie. And so luckily I was realized that what happened when I was there and I kept it. It was in my wallet. So when I go and see a movie now, I just keep every single ticket in my wallet for three to four days and then I'll throw it out. Yeah. I mean, maybe keep it for a week just to make sure, man. I mean... Yeah. Jeez. Because, yeah, the app isn't perfect, and their servers aren't perfect, and there's a lot of people using it. And Anyway, so there's a little tip for those of you who have MoviePass, and if shit goes south, keep your ticket for a few days, at least. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that was a pretty good episode, Mike. You want to yeah. uh, take us out of here? You got yeah, any more uh, words hey, of wisdom? Hey, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And, um, you know, if, if you want to go see some dinosaur stuff... This is the movie, but it's really just okay. It's really just okay. Nothing nothing great about it. Cool. Well, thanks, everyone, and we will chat at you on Thursday with our review of Tag. Yes, yes, I'm excited to talk about Tag. That was an interesting movie. Cool. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.